Jesus. Oh, Jesus. It's Jibonai, Jesus. It is I, Jesus. It is me. It is me. It is I, your Lord. It is I, your Lord. Even I, it is I. <laughs> It is I, it is I, it is me, Jesus, it is me, O oh Lord. I am walking, I am walking, I've come, I've come, I've come, I have come into the cool of this garden. I've come, I have come, I've come, I have come, I have come. I have come, for I've been clothed and I'm clothed in light. But I've found a place that I can be undressed. I've found a place. I've found a place. I have found a place that I can take off my garments. That you may see me. That you may see me, that you may see me, for my garment are coming off. For I have found the people, I have found the people, I have found the heart, I have found the heart. I have found a heart that can take me without seeing me as I am. That can see me even as I am. That can see me as I am. So as I take off my garment, I take off your veils. I take off my garment and my light beams at you. I've come to give you light. I have come that you may see me. That you may see me. That you may see me as I am. For as I take off my garment, I'm lowering you. I am drawing you. It is the time of my ministry. It is the time to show you my Father and to show you my God. To show you my Father. To show you my God. For you see, I have come as the way. I have come as the truth. I have come as the light. I am the voice that talks in the garden. I am that voice that speaks in the garden. I come as a voice to you. I come to you. I am coming that I will draw you and I will lure you for you are coming nearer and nearer 
closer and closer and closer for I am taking off my garment. I am taking off my garment for as I take my garment, I clothe you with my garment that you will so, so see me. You will then become as I am. You will become as I am for this is my ministry. This is my ministry. This is, this is I, Jesus, come to you to make you as I am. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Bless your name this morning. Lord, we submit to you, yielding, yielding to your spirit, spirit of blessing, resting upon, upon hearts, upon hearts, grace, spirit of impartation, spirit, spirit of Jesus, spirit of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus the Lord, honor you, worship you, reverence you. We hallow your ways, your life, your truth, your wisdom, your power, your grace, righteousness, your holiness. Oh, separated one, worship, worship. Worship you, Jesus. Glory to you. Honor you this morning, Lord. Just come and bless us. I pray. And to men upon a head clothe us with your own garment. Put your your, your garment here. Your wearing your spirit upon our heart this morning. Thank you. I pray. Let begin to give capacity, cripple feet, cripple legs. Those who are handicapped, heal. You said you healed them all. Heal them all. Heal them all. Come and heal us all. Any infirmity, incapacity, handicap for the for the way, for the spirit, for the life. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We, we honor you. Bless your name. Help us this, this morning to fellowship again on your word. Teach us, open your truth, bring light, give impartation, bring blessing. Father, through my tongue, I yield my vessel to you as an instrument, Lord, to, to bless us this morning. Thank you, Father. Give you glory. 
We bless your name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good morning. Amen. Thank you, Father. Um, let's open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm just quickly say good morning to someone, just very quickly. Then. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. The front is the Faradat. So there's a time to adorn you, even with the spirit of Jesus, to, to put on, upon you his own garment, his very own, to remove that which, is, which ought not to be yours, and to give you your very own. For you, you have a portion in me, saith the Lord. For you have a, a portion in my life, in my you have a portion in me and come to even by the the ministry of the spirit come to bless you even with that which is mine mine see the Lord glory to God amen praise God um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 <coughs> verse um, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus praise God that of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness, wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Praise God. Um, that according as it is written, that he that glorieth, let him do what? Letting glory in the Lord. Hallelujah. Of him are ye in Christ, um, who's made unto us wisdom. So wisdom, wisdom first is the, is the principal thing of um, what Jesus is made from, or what is made from, and what Jesus is also made into. So uh, Jesus was made from wisdom, and Jesus is made into wisdom. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, this wisdom that we are talking about is um, this is uh, we're seeing. This is the wisdom that is inside the the person of Jesus. That everybody we need to. This is what we are pressing into. Right, you are pressing into the, the person of Jesus for God to um, begin to pour out into us from what is made, what was done, what was constructed, what was built up within the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So of him, uh, in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, you see, and then righteousness and sanctification and what? And redemption. 
Glory to God. Um, so making, when you say making, um, what you use the word made. The word made means that um, Jesus was built. Let's just, okay, let's go to um, chapter three of the same, the same chapter. Glory to God. <coughs> yeah. Amen. Are we okay this morning? Or? Yeah. Okay. Praise God. Verse 9, um, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9, it says, For we are laborers together with God. I love this. Um, that ye are God's husbandry. And then ye are God's what? God's building. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Husbandry has to do with uh, like what a farmer does, both husbandry of crops and animal husbandry. So both um, farming, um, botanical you know, plants and animals. And it says you are God's word, you are God's building. Um, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another builded thereon, but let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is who? Which is Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So in Jesus, you find the Jesus Christ, the man Jesus is the is the foundation for our building. Right? Everything when it comes to foundation of what God wants to build in us is Christ Jesus. But Jesus is the foundation, but he's also the he's also the schematic. He's also the schematic or he's also the wisdom. He's the the blueprint of building, and then he's also the material of building. Now Jesus is everything about the house, that everything you're supposed to be is in Jesus. That's very clear, right? Everything you ought to be is in him. Um, So when they want to begin to build you, the only way you can be built is that there has to be a way to fetch things from Jesus to you. There has to be a way that things can come from Jesus, right, to you. And when there's a way to bring Jesus' materials to you, when there is the, when you think of building, you have the, like I said, there's a scheme of building. Then there is the, the materials itself, right? So, 
there are operations of wisdom in the spirit for downloading of each of those things for the, to bring the building plan to, to take it from the person of Jesus and you know they have to bring the building schematic into your mind do you know that? They have to, they can't just build, they can't, they won't build any soul or any Christian absent-mindedly that you just be growing somehow while doing other things. Like we've been doing, when you know, getting born again and then just doing everything else that everyone is doing and just expect maybe somehow you will just grow. Maybe after some time, it's not true. Um, building doesn't happen just by time passing, right? There is a, there has to be an effective work. That's the concept of labor that Paul is talking about here, speaking about laborers, that we are, you are laborers together. He said we are laborers together, verse nine, that we are laborers together with God and then you are, the word you are God's husbandry, you are God's building means you are God's project. Like we are laborers together with God, you are God's project. Hallelujah. Amen. When he say we are laborers, he's talking about them as, as ministers of the gospel. Because he was speaking before of how Apollos, he planted Apollos waters and God gave the increase. Right? Um, it was for for. Why one said I'm of, I'm of Paul, another I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Um, but then it's Paul and who is Paul and who is Apollos? What ministers by whom you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God did what gave. So he's telling them that even though we have, we are laborers together with God, and that has a value, but you can't, it is they are laborers with God. But God does the vital aspect. They plant, someone walk and water, those are laborers. But planting and watering are key. They are important. They are vital. But that thing called the increase, giving the increase, giving the increase, which is but God giveth the increase. That, that thing called the increase is what it only takes God to do. I know Jesus was teaching about that in a type before. Which of you taking thought for your life and all of that can by taking a thought add one cubit to your stature? That you can't through thinking your effort add a cubit that the program of increase lies with God. So now when God is giving the increase, God uses all kind of tools. He uses men. He uses things to bring about increase. But there is in God the, the spirit of increase. That is the spirit of increase is the spirit of building, is the spirit of making, is the spirit of raising. Anytime 
you see something becomes better. Just spiritually speaking. That spirit has operated. Not by power, not by mind, but by what? Say, but by my spirit. When that was when the red when that showed up was in the book of Zechariah concerning the building. Right? They've done everything to build, but the building wasn't going. They had to build they had to bring forth a revelation of the increased spirit. The spirit of increase. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. They had to bring what? A, a revelation of the spirit of increase. What makes men grow? These are things we've left behind, but God wants to bring them back. No, we are used to the wretchedness of the human condition. And we just do Christianity around it. Just let's manage it. Because we've not, um, we've not been able to, to, to break into and to have access. Glory. You know, you can, be, you, can be, you can be God's people, but cut off from the spirit of building. Like these people were. They left Babylon. They came all the way to come and build the temple in Jerusalem. But there was not... A lot of problems were going on. They couldn't build. They wasted a lot of time. It took intervention of God. Glory to Jesus. Of with God, God who bringeth the increase. So you're seeing that that job of giving increase is a, is a special, tedious, difficult, impossible job which only God can do. Only God can do it. So the, the key, why they, they will now begin to, to open up season of increase. The person, one is to planting. Planting is the word. Plant the word. Then there is what you call watering the word. Watering the word. To water the word is to keep the viability of the seed inside the heart. Are you seeing that? Many things, ministry, when he, those, he called himself laborers, right? Jesus said, he soweth so the word, or he soweth the seed. Cast things into the ground, you see that. But after sowing, even when you water, there are many things. Jesus was teaching about many things about the heart. So you see, it takes... There's not, because of too much time, I'll just be quoting and mentioning scriptures, which you already know of course, so you can make reference. But in the parable of the sower, you find one is stony ground, right? One is highway. One even germinated a little bit, but had no root in itself, right? And birds, you know, it died away, sorry. Glory to God. Um, so there are, some fell among thorns, and thorns sprung up and what choked them. So everything you see here are forces against increase. Do you see that? They are what? They are, they are forces against increase. That's why sowing the word is not enough. Even watering the word. Do you see that? Even what? Watering the word is not enough. There, has, there has to be a remedy to these things that are, <clears throat> that are designed against men increasing spiritually. 
against souls increasing spiritually. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, the, um, the, the operation, the wisdom which is required, it's clear that wisdom is the answer yes, to everything yes, here. How do I know? When they were making Jesus, you know, when they spoke of, in our first Corinthians chapter one, we read that it's made unto us, say, of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. You're seeing that when they started his making, the, the first thing of his person that actually emerged is wisdom. What they are telling you is that you, you must bring wisdom first. If you bring wisdom, righteousness will emerge. Do you see that? That if you bring wisdom, what will happen? Righteousness, righteousness will emerge. After some time, righteousness. So it's when you see Christians who are born again but behaving like the world, it's very, the answer is very simple. Why are they being worldly? It's just that they don't know how not to be worldly. Uh, we don't know how, we don't know how. We don't know, and I don't mean not knowing, I don't just mean you don't have an insight, or I'm talking about the, the person, the entity, doesn't know how not to be in a friend of the world, first of all. Do you see that you can have a lot of knowledge, but when knowledge is not the same as building, right? Building is the actual thing. When you relate with somebody, do you relate with their knowledge? No. If you, when you talk with them, you can talk with their knowledge. But have you met guys who can see heaven and earth, but when time dealing starts, what happens? Deviation from what's being said. So when it comes to life, what, what carries out life are buildings. They speak of, you see, every, those things are husbandry. They say husbandry means the rearing of animals which is the, the tending of, of raising a flock, which is, is actually the, 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 the culture of, of the cultivation of life. Husbandry is the cultivation of either animal life or plant life, is the cultivation of life. Then when they use the architectural side, building is also a type of life because every house should live. the purpose of house is for so that life can happen inside it. Do you get what I'm trying in your house? Your living room is this way, your bedroom, others, why isn't, why don't, why isn't your bedroom in the backyard? Because if you put the bedroom in the backyard, life will not go on. Why don't you park the car in the living room? It, because there's a way it's designed, it's for when they are designing what rooms should be here, what gadgets should be here, you are thinking of, about life, the life that should go on inside the house. You see that? So to, if the building is not done well or it's not built, 
life will not occur. The, the life, what do you call the Christian life? There's something called the Christian life. Simply, what were you born again to live? What kind of life? Why did Jesus, why, why did Jesus come? Why did the Lord send Jesus and say, and, to, and bring another life interpretation to the earth? He said that all men, right? He said that this is, that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten, and that whoso believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting, which is a quality of life. Glory to God. So you're seeing accessing life. Now what I'm speaking to you today is very plain, very plain, simple, but at any level, you are spiritually, you need this wisdom. If they are knocking on your door to grow from being a baby, how to do that? This is what I'm talking about. If you're no longer a baby, you're now a child. They say, how do you grow from being a child to being a man? How to do that is what I'm talking about. When you become a man and they want to make you another type of man, which is a divine man, how to do that is what I'm talking about. When you become divine, they want to now move you into God's own native estate of life, which is his eternal life. How do you do that? Is this? This is just. I'm talking about general principle. Today is just anybody can be blessed by what I'm saying. That's my goal today. Simple, just to explain. You know, when the part of what, um, you know, as the say as the serpent beguiled Eve, right? That you should beware lest anyone beguile you from the simplicity that, so, that by fearless by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety that word beguiling guile he has through his guile this guile or subtlety is a type of wisdom yes. right a kind of wisdom which was which the serpent was potent with anointed and possessed by Satan himself Praise God to beguile Eve. He said, Lest I fear, I fear lest by any means as a serpent beguile Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted. So, what actually corrupts is wisdom. When you say the Bible, being first Peter, escaping the corruption that is in the world through loss. The, the program of corrupting through lust is actually by the wisdoms that are in the world. So you can't deal with a lust unless you have the power to cite the wisdom through which that lust is operating. Let's quickly go back to that corruption. That let's, now so your mind should be corrupted from the word simplicity that is in Christ. So you've seen that this corruption, they, they are talking about a kind of simplicity. Simplicity, when you say something is sim- simplicity, simplicity is talking about there is um, the um, it's not just saying, it's not saying Christ is simple, it's just saying that there is a simplicity that every person who is coming to Christ should be able to possess. And then Satan does things around that simplicity 
to make the waters be, you know, blurry, to make it, to make the light dim, to dim the light so that, so that you can, when, when simplicity hasn't been found, when simplicity has not been found, there will be no progress. There will be what? No progress now. This word simplicity, don't think of simplicity as something that is um, that's not challenging. No. This simplicity is the product of the presence, is the result of the presence of wisdom. The purpose of wisdom is to make difficult things simple. Do you see that? If you don't access the simplicity in Christ, Christ will be a mystery. We know Christ is a mystery. Right, he's a, he's a great mystery. The reason why he's a anybody who doesn't agree about the mysterious nature of Christ is because they are not really thinking well. Because for most Christians, there's a gap between where you are and who Christ is. So if it's very simple, why don't you just be believing like him every day? The reason for the church is a ground for, to bring simplicity, to give an, a kind of access of simplicity into the complex nature of that spiritual man so that man can have his nature. So the key into Christ, what, what will make Christ simple is a wisdom. Why? Because it's a kind, it's a contrary wisdom that does this beguiling or that brings about this corruption from the simplicity of Christ. Amen. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? There is an when you, see, when you are having difficulty maybe comprehending Christ, maybe not even, you can, can have breakthrough comprehending, but you have difficulty becoming. The reason for difficulty of becoming is that that which you are comprehended has not yet been made simple. There is the, there is the simplicity of, of walking, simplicity of growing. Do you understand me? Do you see that now? It's growing, it's growing difficult. It's difficult. It's, I agree. Any answer is correct. <laughs> growing is difficult. It's very difficult. And growing is very simple. Growing is difficult, and then growing is what? When you study your physical body, you see that what the body needs to do to grow, it is extremely complex. PhD level people study it. When you take one calorie of food, how do calories of food over time add to stature? Or the, the complex breakdown of molecules of 
food and all of those things that happen in the body, studying what each organ is doing, what everything is doing to the food, to convert food into stature. Is that a, a, a non-complex thing? No. That's a major thing. But to, but to you, because, because in you, you have been granted an installation of the wisdom of growth, to you growing is simple. Just eat. Just eat and maybe just stroll sometimes, right? Stretch your leg, stretch your hand, you know? Just basic stuff, you'll be growing. So it means that the wisdom of growth is stored somewhere. Do you see that? It's stored stored in the body. The wisdom of, of growth is stored in the body. When, when sin came, sin was a, a virus against wisdom first. That was sin. It's a virus. I know sin lodged, was killed the spirit, then sin lodged in the soul. Right? It just took a, a position in the soul. And from that position began to do a negative work against man, instead of, instead of the law of increase, sin brought in the law of perishing, or the law of death, the law of depreciation. Adam was supposed to increase, but sin came. Said, and through one man's disobedience, sin came into the world, and then what happened through sin? Death, death, just was, death was the, is a gradual deadening of faculties within the, within the the frame. Do you get what I'm trying to say? If Adam was made a living soul to start with, that living soul had a type of wisdom in him, embedded within the the soul, and with which wisdom he was meant to begin to approach the program of increase in the presence of God. That was what God put him in the garden for. To what God was trying to do for Adam in the garden in the beginning is to is can you simplify everlasting life? A sign that something has been you've come to simplicity is you can walk. That's that's how you know that it is now simple enough. The the terrain, like when you, you put, you get, let's say you get into a place that is a maze or something, or a bush or, or a bad terrain where you don't know where to put your feet, you don't know where you're supposed to go, you don't know where you need some kind of sense. Or maybe you have a destination and then they drop you in the center of, let's say, one random city in Eastern Europe. You know those Eastern European cities, there's the way they are built. <laughs> Let's say you, you just drop you there and you're supposed to go to so-and-so place. You, you have no clue. You look everywhere, roads everywhere, paths everywhere, streets everywhere, but you can't take an effective movement towards your destination. Why? Because you've been dropped in a place where you need some kind of wisdom, information to simplify the task of movement. You see that? 
So, but when someone brings a map, instruction, and it's not just a map alone, they have to give you the wisdom, there's called wisdom, how to get to point, from point A to point B. You need a car for this place, or a train for this place, or what do you need for a boat for this place? Those are all things called wisdom, do you see that? So walking requires, walking in the spirit, when you say walk in the spirit, the, what capacitates you to walk in the spirit is firstly, wisdom. Are you seeing that? You need wisdom for walking. So what Satan came to do in the beginning was to shut down the, the kind of wisdom that God had given to Adam and to Eve in the garden and then turn them to another tree. He says, able to make one wise. All right, to give another kind of wisdom. You see what I'm saying? So the kind of wisdom that you employ will determine the trajectory of your movement. Do you agree with that? Yes, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Glory to God. Um, so it says we are, um, very quickly, because of time, um, it says, according to the grace which is given, that's First Corinthians chapter 3, um, for according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, you see that, that I have laid a foundation, but another builded thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. Amen. Amen. Let's quickly go down to... Um, verse 15. It said, if any man's walk shall be bond, he shall suffer what loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the spirit of God dwelleth in you, and if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. And let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written that he that he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men. For all things are yours. Amen. Since for whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God. Amen. Now, you see the Bible speaking like this. Um, you know, this kind of thing can cause problem in this, in this day and time. These are the things that people don't like about the Bible, right? Say modern Christianity. Just look at what the Bible is saying about wisdom. Let's just read that place again. 
So he, and verse 16 is connected. He says, know you know that you are the temple of God, right? And that the spirit of, of God dwelleth in you. Why is he speaking about this temple? You are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwelleth in you. He's talking about the, the spirit of God is the spirit of the temple. That every temple has a spirit. That spirit wants you to keep the temple, the spirit of the temple. The, the spirit of the temple is tied to the building of the temple. When God say build a certain way, the reason why God will say build a certain way is because that way can retain a spirit. If you don't build it that way, you will not what? It wouldn't have the ability, it wouldn't retain the spirit. So when, the, when God wants to, well, that's why Paul is warning here, where we read about, about building, you being God's husbandry, being God's building, he said that, we who labor, we are not ordinary people. He said, I myself am a wise master builder. So he doesn't just build, he builds according to a wisdom. Do you see that? One thing you ought to know about wisdom very quickly, that wisdom is a property of spirit. Every, every time you find a wisdom, a spirit is involved. Just a, a brain does not have wisdom. Brain has neurons where you can store information. But when it's time to live, a spirit must tell the brain, this is what applies now. Of all the things you know, <laughs> in this particular time and moment, this is what to do. All right? Said so if the what the iron is blunt and you do not what the edge then must he put to more strength but wisdom is profitable to direct so they are comparing wisdom and the, the cutting edge of an, of an instrument. What it means that without wisdom is blunt. You can't, you, you can't, even though the material is there, you can't cut through. But that word wetting the edge means you sharpen the edge. So what it means that wisdom is sharpness. When you say, ah, that's a sharp guy you're talking about, it means that the guy can cut through. Where other guys go and stop, you discover that the guy is still going because of something on the inside of himself. It's called wisdom. Are you seeing that? When you talk about, what is, they're speaking of iron. You know, this is Solomon's language. <laughs> when, when someone's using iron, iron, as like an instrument. So iron is something that has brutal strength. Brutal what? Strength. It's, 
Iron is, is just brutal strength, raw, brutal strength without direction. Amen. Do you get what I'm saying? What is, brother, iron is a type of soul. So everybody has a brutal deposit. When you have a soul, you have, in other words, every soul has capacity to do things. It can be used. It's a, it's an, like I give, bring an iron, I say, take this iron, hold it. Once it enters into your hand, you can do things with it. That's what a soul is. And a soul, a soul is an instrument in the hand of spirits. Be, don't, once you give a, put a soul in the hand of a spirit, you are, that spirit, you've just, <laughs> spirits are the users of souls. You get, spirits are actually, Handicap with, without soul. If there is no soul, the spirit can't do anything. But the only thing spirit can use are soul. So spirit is an instru- soul, sorry, is an instrument of spirits. Souls are what spirit use. Do you understand that? Your own spirit needs a soul. The spirit of God needs souls. Same thing, the spirit. The devil needs also souls. So when you speak of iron, iron just means something that has a raw, brutal capacity. He's talking about the soul, but there is, when a spirit handles an iron or a soul and he wants to use it, the first thing the spirit thinks of is how to sharpen it. Right? The first thing like, is you want to cut a piece of wood, they give you just iron. You can't use that to cut the wood. You're wasting your time. The first thing you think about is how to sharpen it. Spirit thinks about sharpening soul. The sharpening of soul is the impute of wisdom. Spirit can impute wisdom into soul to make them sharp. When a soul has been given sharpness, it now has this thing, profitability. There's what's called the profitability of direction. Right, you know, that wisdom. Do you understand what I mean? So, see, iron and soul. Iron, you, can, you can understand that still, still Solomon was saying, as iron sharpeneth iron, so does a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. The countenance is, is talking about the inward man of the soul. To, to this sharpen, it means, a, it also, it means that if iron sharpened iron, it means soul can sharpen soul. Do you know that? You know that when you know to minister Jesus to you is to is to is for iron to sharpen iron. So a man sharpened the countenance. To, to, to sharpen the countenance is the sharpening of the countenance is actually the infusion of wisdom is the transfer of wisdom, is the communication of wisdom. You can go to a guy now, Inca can come to my house and sharpen me for some time and go back home. Now, we just talk about a matter that he knows that I, haven't, I don't have ignorance. I might, maybe I've even understood some things. 
Praise God. Sometimes if you're in school, if you're doing a complex course, you understand that you've read it, you've done the textbook, you've read the textbook, you solve problems, you don't think about your final last day or two of, before the exam, you must go to some guys and sit down with them. <laughs> and you must know, if you are wise, you must know who the sharpest guys are. You have to know. That's the first rule of passing in school. When, I, when, when you meet those guys, you now bring everything you have solved. They will now begin to tell you things about when, now tell me who are the sharpest guys? The sharpest guys in class are those who, who, who have the, the ability, who have the, the ability to be positioned themselves to be sharpened by the professor. They have the grace to know what does this professor really want from this thing. If you know that into his mind, you know that this is what he's going to set. Do you get what I'm saying? You know how, you know what is he looking for. That one is more than just the information. That's, that is a spirit. Some, some guys are sharp. They can spiritually read, they can read the spirit in the mind of the teacher. Do you get that? Why we are all getting information? They are reading too. They know that when the teacher sits down to set question, it's his spirit that will say, this is what we want to task these guys on. This is the more important thing. That thing is more, it can be a bit more elusive depending on the kind of program. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So this thing called wisdom. Wisdom is your wisdom of a vessel, wisdom of a house, wisdom of a building is the sharpness. Or it's what gives that inward sense of direction. What is direction? Simple. Direction just means what to do. You get me? You know all the Bible, but what to do. The difference between a holy guy and a non-holy guy is not knowing of Bible. You can know Bible and be unholy. But someone can know not too much. But in the little they know, they know what to do. They have, they have, they have sharpness. When you say they are sharp, it means they've gotten profitability for direction. Wisdom is profitable. Amen. Amen. And what God wants to make you a sharp threshing instrument. A sharp, God wants you to be, he doesn't want you to be a blunt instrument in his hand. If you are blunt in his hand, he can't do much against the, the devil. You, you must be what? You must be sharp. We, we need to move into the days of sharp Christianity. Sharp, when I say sharp Christianity, I'm not talking about Christians who can speak nice English and everything. Those are the things that First Corinthians chapter 3 is warning us against that God hates them. Right? God hates you to be sharp in the world, but blunt against spirits. Blunt against the devil. And you see that there's this game of wisdom going on. 
and, and that's one thing you will realize from the Bible is that wisdom is up, stays and resides in the soul by law of substitution. Why? Because the profitability of wisdom is direction. You see that? So you can't, two wisdom, they can't stay. This wisdom is showing here. The other one is showing there. You can't, you have to choose. Say, which, which wisdom are we going to take? And you find that oftentimes the world, not oftentimes, always pretty much, the world doesn't lead you in the direction God wants you to go. In other words, when you, if you follow the wisdom of this world, you will not end up in the place that God wants you to go. Let's read that place again. Um, amen. So, so verse 16 said that, Know ye not that ye are the, the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth. This Spirit of God is, of course, is the Holy Ghost. But like I said, for to keep the, the Spirit of God at the different levels. You know, the temple has different levels for different levels of spirits. But each part of the dimension of, you know, you can take the tabernacle and, and um, divide the temples into, um, into according to spirit. You know, the, the tabernacle, for example, when you say, where are the real tabernacles? There are really two, right? The, the outer court is a court of congregation, but it's not a tabernacling place. There are two tabernacling places. There is the holy place, and then what? The, the most holy. What, one thing that characterizes each of those realms in the tabernacle, for each, each within place, is a prevailing spirit. A kind, when you move into the sanctuary, you find is a house, is a home, is a residence of the Spirit of the Lord, or what you call the Spirit of Christ. When you move beyond the veil, second veil, into the most holy, the most holy is the realm of the the Spirit of God, God's own Spirit, and each of those places are built and furnished for the specific housing of those spirits. There's a way where, check it, everywhere the spirit rests on is a walk of wisdom. Like the menorah, spirit came on them in the book of Exodus chapter 28. Do you agree? It is spirit coming on them to build the instrument. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Spirit came on them to build what? The instrument. Let's read that quickly. Exodus. Let's just move from here. I feel, I feel you get the point of that place. Let's just go to Exodus 28 because of time. So we can. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So he says, and take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel that he may minister unto me in the word, priest office, even Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, Anitama, and Aaron's sons. Glory to God. And thou shalt make 
holy garment. This is speaking about the garments, first of all. For Aaron thy brother, for glory and for beauty. Praise God. Let's just leave the garment um, first. Um, Let's see the candle. Let's go back a little bit. Where's the candlestick one? Makila Shorias. That's 25, right? 33. 31, okay. Um, it says, and thou shalt make a candlestick, praise God, Exodus 25, verse 31. Thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold, of beaten work shall the candlestick be made, that his shaft and his branches, his bowls and his knobs, and his flowers shall be of the same. And six branches shall come out of the sides of it, three branches of the candlestick out of one side and then three out of the other side, right? Then three bowls made like unto almonds with a knob and a flower in one branch and three bowls made like almonds in the other branch with a knob and a flower. So in the six branches that came out of the candlesticks and in the candlestick shall be four Bowls made like unto almonds with their knobs and their flowers shall be a knob under two branches of the same. A knob, amen. amen. Under two branches of the same and a knob under two branches of the same according to the six branches that proceeded out of the candlestick. Their knobs and their branches shall be of the same and shall be of one beaten work of pure gold. And thou shalt make the seven lamps thereof and they shall and they shall light the lamps thereof that they may have light over against it and the tongues thereof and the snuff shades thereof shall be of pure gold of a talent of pure gold shall he make it with all these vessels and look that thou make them after their pattern which was what which was showed thee in the mount glory to god and that's the candlestick the 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 ark, let's see, the same chapter. Um, so it's a bit long, but let's just read um, quickly verse 16. And thou shalt put into the ark the testimony, because he, before that, he explained to him how to build the ark, right? Um, let's see verse 8. So everything, um, verse 8, he said, and let them make me a sanctuary, all right, that I may dwell among them, according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of the in, of all the instruments thereof 
Even so shall ye what make it. Everything, you see the key word is pattern. 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 Why pattern? Is let them make it that I may dwell among them. Then he went on, we'll make an ark of shooting wood, two cubits and a half, two dimensions. He told him exactly how long it should be. Shall be the length thereof, a cubit and a half of the breadth thereof, a cubit and a half of the height thereof. Thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, the material. Within and without shalt thou overlay it and make it up upon it a crown of gold round about. Thou shalt cast rings beside it. Glory to God. Verse 13 spoke about the scarves, the staves. Amen. Amen. Then verse 16 said, Thou shalt put into the ark the testimony which I shall give thee. Praise God. And then thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold of beaten work. Thou shalt make them in the two ends of the mercy seat. Spoke about where to put the cherubim, verse 21. And thou shalt put the mercy seat above the, upon the ark. So it's like a covering over the ark. And in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. And there will I meet with thee. You see that? And I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the word, the children of Israel. So he said, for there. So you've seen all this requirement, pattern, is for that, for the Lord to dwell, for the Lord to stay, right? For his presence, his spirit, right? his glory to reside in the house. So you see the key of that, the, the particularity of building. Like what was he giving to them here, to Moses? He was giving Moses the skill of wisdom. Right? Wisdom of building the house. The wisdom and the pattern of doing what? Of building the house Glory to, to Jesus. And then if you go to verse chapter 28, you see now, he now began to speak about the, not just the house now, which is a work of wisdom. Then he now began to speak about the, the people who will be operating within the house. So I want you to see, the reason why God is doing all these things is to, to make sure there is no gap in wisdom. The, the wisdom of the priests must match the wisdom of the house, must match the wisdom of the utensils, right? There has to be a, a synchronization of wisdom to make the house effective. Praise God. Says thou, 28 verse 1, Thou take unto thee Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office, even Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Etama, Aaron's sons. And thou shalt make holy garments for who? Aaron thy brother, 
for glory and for beauty. I love that word. He said, thou shalt make holy garments. Say holy garments. The house is a holy house that's being built, right? And then the priest of the house must have garments that are holy. Now, holiness here, there's a, make holy garments for Aaron and thy brother for glory and beauty. Then let's see verse 3. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me where in the priest's office. He then began to describe in detail the things that must be made. Praise Jesus. Now, Praise Jesus. Praise God. Okay, this is 23. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry, all these things are very many. Have you taken time to read them before? <laughs> so what, what they tell you is the God's mind. Do you get it? So imagine... How, how long did it take God to be telling Moses? How many chapters are these? Every little thing about the house. He, he described colors, type of fabric, right? Type of material. He will tell you, he will describe the furniture, the kind of wood then what to overlay the wood with, with gold. Some bronze instrument, some gold instrument. <laughs> the kind of design, like flower design, the fabric, how to sew it, what kind of pattern. This is God's mind, are you seeing that? Now, think of everybody who is saying God is just simple, less Christianity, just, just pray in the morning and go away. 
You say, why all this, Pastor Reverend K, Pastor Jeff, why are you making details? Have you said, this is God speaking? Do you see how God talks? You know, the way you feel like, why are you dividing tabernacle? You feel you're making it complex, but this is God. <laughs> Do you agree? Or you think that they don't mean anything? Is according to because every little thing has is is a wisdom input. There is something. Are you seeing that? See those knobs they wrote in they spoke about in the candlestick. There is something the spirit will use them to do. You know what that means to you? It means that even the most the most tiny message, the most tiny information that you overlook, there's something that the spirit, it's an essential word, ingredient. If you want to be wise, this is the, the reason why we're having all the issues we have in Christianity today in the church is because of we forgot to, we lost interest in the mind of God. Rather, we pick fascination with God's power, God's ability. God can do this, walking miracle, like Jesus, right? Jesus did miracles and all of that. They were pursuing him everywhere. When he sees the multitude, they will do what? Come after him, he will heal and heal and heal. But when it's time to open his mouth, they call it open his mouth in the book of Matthew, right? It's after he had to depart from them, go into the mountain. Only his disciples came. Yes, Seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them. He began to teach, blessed. Now, how many chapters did Jesus teach? He just kept teaching all those things. So it means that the multitude missed everything he was saying. In all of chapter five, chapter six, Chapter seven, chapter red letters. <laughs> so well, all those multitudes came, they got miracles, they got bread, they got everything, but when it's time to really, now, now all those letters are keys of the kingdom. They're actually the, the message Jesus brought. So this to me is almost like a picture of Christians today. You have you have multitude and you have disciples. The body of Christ is divided into multitude. Multitude will always come for their miracles, for their prayer, for their, their needs. You, you can't, multitude and needs, they are one. And Jesus did not even try to fight them. When they come, he, he knows what they've come for and he will give them what they came for. But Every Christian has a decision to make. You can choose. Do I want to be multitude or do I want to be disciples? A disciple doesn't just follow the acts of who they, lead, who they are following. A disciple follows the mind. Follows the mind of the person. They want to, they, a, a disciple desires sharpening. They want to be sharpened with the countenance of their master. You see that? One thing that we are lacking generally is the strength to sit down and learn. 
And one of the things that the Lord will begin to bring back to the church is that ability. You can do you can do night vigil of praying and jumping and praying and dancing, shouting. We love those things are awesome. We love them. But we need to now have night vigil teachings. Do you agree with that? Do you want that? He must have taken Jesus to teach them these things. These are the things Paul was doing. Paul would go to the school of Tyrannus, teach every day, morning till evening, in the school of Tyrannus for two years. Kept doing it every day. Just, they were not doing revival meeting. They were not doing um, binding and casting. They were not doing things. When, Paul, when Eutychus died, Paul taught from night until morning. So that was an all night. That's one of the all night in the Bible that we see. Was Paul just teaching from night, teaching, teaching? Why disciples are fascinated with the mind of their master. If they say, "Let this mind be in you," will you receive it by laying on of hands? And they now explain the mind that should be in you. How he counted it not robbery to be equal with God. Talking about this decisions of an, for eternity, how he decided to come down, made himself of no reputation, took the form of his servant, was made in likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself, became obedient unto death. Everything Jesus did here defies, these are operation against wisdom of the world. A person with the wisdom of the world will not do this. Do you see that? But for, for, the, the, for the mind to be in you, there has to be a detailed study. And what you're studying, like I said, for when you're studying the mind, it's not information. The Bible has plenty of things in it, but you have to be able to study the spirit of the mind of Jesus. The spirit of the mind of Jesus is where his wisdom. Now, do you see that? Everything he did here were points of decision. He said, he, being found in fashion as a man, counted it not robbery to be equal with God. He humbled himself. Those are decision points. Those are, those are actually things that Jesus did. By calculation of his mind, by spiritual wisdom, direction came. It's time for humility now. He humbled to a point. Now, it's time for more humility. It's, now, it's time to now Humble yourself to the death of the cross. There is no man who will naturally flow. Now, keep in mind, this was a young man born in, in Bethlehem, growing up in Nazareth, like you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like you, he wasn't the only guy who knew the law and the prophets. Other people also knew the law and the prophets. But he was different. Right? Uh, why was he able to make this decision is because of the increase of wisdom. Do you see that? That's why they were telling us they were, the, and the child grew. Right, the child. They, were, they made sure that the child was growing. Right, the child waxed strong in spirit. That spirit is talking about not his human spirit. That was small letter S. Is the spirit of his soul. What 
Solomon called countenance on the inside of him. His, his inward animation was wax inward strong. So that was strong. It became, he, he came into his, his iron, iron state. That is the strength of it first. The sharpness is the wisdom. So he works strong. Not only did he work strong in spirit, but he was then filled with what? With wisdom. So this filling his person. So this is the process of how 1 Corinthians chapter 1 happened. That who of God is made unto us wisdom first. Everything is after wisdom. Wisdom, the answer sanctification. Wisdom, righteousness, you see, sanctification. And those are grace dividends. Right? But it was wisdom. It was filled with wisdom. He worked strong in spirit. Then they filled him with wisdom. That's the first thing they mention in this development. Filling with wisdom. Glory to God. So it is... It took the wise mind of Jesus for him to now make those kind of decisions that took him to the cross. And they said, let the same mind. When they said, let this mind be in you, they mean let this wisdom be in you. Is it, can you just pray, Lord, I receive the mind of Jesus in Jesus' name? Now, I want to ask you a question. How long, how long if, you're an, if you're an engineer here, how long did it take to be, have the mind of an engineer? Uh. <laughs> and some of us went to school. We don't used to still have it. <laughs> they did all they can for us, and then they just say, okay, let, let, let him go. Let's, <laughs> this one cannot. <laughs> Now, how about the, the mind of the, the, the creator of the universe, the person who, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, so, so it means that there is, this is the preoccupation of man. God did not make man to know anything else but this. There's a way you think of it when you think, ah, but how, how long will it take to now learn all these things about Jesus? Do you know why you're thinking of it that way? It's because you're thinking of it in terms of in your Christian life. How much time do you have in your Christian life? And your Christian life might be two hours a week. You understand what I mean? So the rest of the time is work life, all that in family life, everything that you're doing. But the, the goal of New Testament is, New Testament is an immersion into profession. Soul profession. What should your soul be doing? You must take it. The, the goal is you must get to a point where every waking moment of yours, with every breath you take, you are taking it in school. In school, you are constantly enrolled. And this is, this is what this, you need to learn. This is what the, the New Testament opened you up to. It opened you up to the realm of wisdom. Wisdom world 
into, you bring you into, when it talks about you, you coming into the school of the spirit, is not coming to church or coming to a meeting on Saturday or Sunday. When they, they move a soul into the school of the spirit, you sleep there, you wake up there. When you are doing your chores at home, you are in the school of the spirit. When you are showering, you are in the school of the spirit. When you are talking at work, you are in the school of the Why? Because when the spirit has taken to you into his school, the spirit is so skillful at teaching that there's nothing you can do that can, that, that, that can stop the teacher from teaching. You know, that's the sign of good teachers. When you, have, when you have a good professor in the class, someone cracks a joke, they know how to use that joke to teach what they were just saying. Something just funny happens. They know how to they connect what just happened to what they are talking. They see it in a way, of a, a way to represent. Why? Because of... Now, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Everything you interact with in the physical dimension, material dimension, was made by God. And, you know, initially when God made Adam, Adam put, God put Adam in his school of the garden, that there's a wisdom of God using environment Mm -hmm. as a way to teach, right? When God said, name the animals, that could have been some kind of exercise. It's maybe an an exercise of names. Maybe just showing him, let him so be exercised in nature defining. (laughs) Now, can I prove to you that this is the case? Just need to think about it. What is the Bible full of? It's full of everything you do from Monday to Sunday. Right? Farming is there. Building a house is there. Things about buying and selling is there. If you are a preacher, preaching things are there. If you are a prophet, prophetine is there. If you are a merchandiser, is there. Whatever you do is there. When you're reading the Bible, you're just, you're just thinking about Life things. Read the story of David. Shepherd boy. Someone came to anoint him. He was in the farm with his sheep. Brought him back. Spoke about. Read the book of Chronicles. Book of Kings. I used in the old Bible. Nothing. Everything in the Bible is, is things that men are. Normal life of human beings. But the Bible raises intersection point of men's life and spiritual agenda. The, you don't discover that in things that men do, the, the Holy Spirit can move, you know, can be moving his agenda, right, while the soul of a person is interacting in the world. Like Jesus, his sole job was to come and be raised up from a child be raised up to glory, right? Yes, to receive back the glory of the Father so that through his own pathway, he can bring all many sons to glory. So Jesus' destiny was purely spiritual. Yes, right, everything they spoke, his mind being you, everything he did, purely spiritual. But when it comes down to it, what was Jesus doing? He had 12 guys, he called them. First of all, the first thing they saw him do, he went to a wedding. Went to a wedding, 
Then in the wedding, there are conversations. Things are happening. Talking to Mary. Why talking to Mary? Uh, the wine, Mary said the wine has finished too, but I know you, you can do something. Um, my time has not yet come. She looked at him. She didn't answer him. Whatever he says to you, do it. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Jesus going to, to Jordan, being baptized by the, pro, by the prophet, right? This is normal life stuff. And the next day, John seeing Jesus on the road, saying, behold the Lamb of God. His disciples were with him. They saw Jesus. Hey, where are you staying? Come and see. He took them to his house. Just living. But you are reading his living. Why can you read what Jesus did and be blessed? It's because he was a man living in the school of the spirit. It's not about what you are doing. It's by what wisdom. In this world, you can do anything. But everything you do is sponsored by wisdom. You know, it's to the spirit that is sponsoring the wisdom by which you are living is what will determine what is being built in you. The kind of building you are built or what is being built. So you now see that the great deception of Satan when it comes to one of the things that he uses to stop building is to, is to make, is to beguile, to corrupt hearts from the simplicity that is in Christ. What is that? Is to make you not understand the yielding to the spirit of wisdom. The devil would like you to just live anyhow. Only turn on wisdom for two hours when they are preaching to you when you come to fellowship. Once that, that window, Satan will say, since you guys, you like this fellowship, there's nothing I can do. I can't stop you. You understand? So when you, when you can even sit down in the fellowship, a spirit that's sponsoring your way of living can sit down beside you and say, let's, let's hear, what message do you think? How do you think the pastor will preach today? Say, well, ah, the way he's looking, I don't know, will he go to your... You know? The spirit can dis- discuss message with you. As long as it ends in message. You get what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? As long as it what? Then... Once it's time to go home, life, living, do you get what I'm trying to say? You see, sometimes, sometimes, maybe every day it varies. Sometimes maybe it's not here, maybe it's when you are getting to the corridor or something. That you just, you know how you slot out one CD and play the other one, one, one diskette. That diskette is program. There's a point where the brain just switches from yeah. the, fellow, the meeting fellow to the... Yeah. Another wisdom just takes over and that wisdom can begin to tell you what to do. Those are the, those are the wisdoms of... Do you get what I'm trying to say? Is a, is a negotiation of Satan, is a wisdom. I, I'm not saying don't go for meeting. 
I'm not saying don't, I'm, I'm not saying outrightly be disobeying God. I'm not saying don't be a Christian. Am I saying that? I'm not saying that. Say, I oh, know, but I'm supposed to live every day in the spirit. Say, no, no. Say, but if I walk according to the flesh, I will die. I should be living in it. No, you shall not surely die. <laughs> I see nothing. You shall not. You shall not surely die. There's a way you can do it. Just you know, keep the you know, just stay around. You know, just you get what I'm saying. Negotiating spirit. You see, as as the serpent beguiled Eve. After some time, she began to see. Yeah, this makes sense. So, can I can eat the tree? That tree that's able to make one wise, able to make one, it's, a, it's another wisdom. So you see, it's wisdom. Satan does not have Bible. He doesn't have Bible. That this is, this is the Bible of the world. None of you read Bible of the world to be worldly. Right, but the spirit of the world As through Adam, right? He said that through one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world. And then what happened? And then death followed by sin. That sin entered into the world. Sin entered into the world. So, what we call world was not sinful before. So, do you know that when Adam was in the garden, there was something called the world to him. What was the world to Adam? So, it means that at that point, if Adam relates with the world, it wouldn't. Re- it wouldn't it would not produce enmity with God. Because sin had not entered into the world yet. The world just means the system, the spiritual system around. There was a world around Adam that if he related with it normally, what would happen? It's everything will be fine. But when sin entered, it says, so death then passed upon all men, for that what all have what have sinned. So there's a, that, there's a spirit that began to culture men from generation to generation. It's a spirit of direction. You see that? What is, what is direction? What to do? The question I'm asking you is, who tells you what to do? That's what I'm asking you. That's what I need you to ask and query your heart. Sincerity, don't, don't discuss with brethren just it's because it's inside your heart. Because a lot of times in your discussion with brethren, that spirit does not show up. You, you talk Bible. You get. But um, after talking Bible, do you understand me? 
Then, whew, that was a nice, wow, that was so enriching. So refreshing. I love talking, you're so refreshing. I love talking to you. Wow, we should do this again. All right? Father, I'm going to be, I need to be coming here more often. Stay with you. So refreshing, the environment. All right, we'll, we'll see later. Eh? As that, that's when you are after turning away, then that next what to do? That there is part of this season is to make you quick concerning some things. Some of our autopilot behavior, they need to beam light into them. You get what I'm saying? You get to the point, you will, not, you will now be conscious when that wisdom talks to you. You will just feel the pool. It will just, it will just give you a picture of your day. This is what you just do today. Just, this is to, it, it comes with a feeling of do you get what I'm saying? That is a, it's a spirit. Spirits use souls. That, that spirit just has things it wants to get done and is banking on you to do them. Hey! Hey! Do you see that? Now, what was the power of Jesus? That was the, when they say the child grew and worked strong in spirit and then filled with wisdom, what is the manifestation? It's not in just reading Bible alone. It is in what to do. He became conscious, he called my father's business from age 12. About my father's business. Now, why that little child, why that, so not little child, but why Jesus at that age was saying that? Do you think he was just saying that it was just so easy? All he was seeing was his father's business. No, no. The same thing that, the same spirits that engage young men in Nazareth were also around Jesus. Right? When something was pulling him towards the temple, towards the synagogue, sorry, there are other things. Maybe his friends went to play. They went to do something else. They went to the other things that they are doing that don't have that pool. But something in Jesus, the wisdom in him, is the ability to identify the business of the Father. The, say, say, Father's business. Think of it as Father's busyness. There's a type of busyness that is profitable to the Father. You can now be busy in another way. Do you get me? So it's because of Jesus having been trained in this kind of thing for many age 12. Imagine him getting to age 30. So when you begin to read the accuracy of his, his life, conversation, Imagine a man's conversion can edify you. Wow. Why, why does he edify? It's not just because, ah, it's because it's Jesus who did it, so it's become law. So we just assume everything he did was right. Because, so you, how, how can you fault what he did now? 
He just felt like doing it, so we are, no, that's not Jesus. It's everything he did, he came to synchronization with the volume of the book. Right? Yes, sir. It's as it's written, he said the son of man went as it was written concerning him. He said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it's written of me to do thy will. Now, the, if they write your life inside Bible, And it's not just Jesus, there are other guys like that. They devoted the whole chapter to the apostles. They are the acts of the apostles. Imagine the acts of the apostles can edify you. If they put your own acts there, what will happen? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say now? The proof that Jesus, that those are not just, that he was, he was living according to something is that you can interpret everything he's doing and saying with every other book of the Bible. That's the proof. That's what makes, that's, that's the proof of the prophetic life. That when you are living the prophetic life, means you are living according to the volume of the book. You are, you are, read, you are living according to an ancient wisdom. You get what I'm saying? The fulfilling, that's the, the prophetic living. What makes you live prophetically or live in this? A walk in the spirit. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Who walk not after the flesh. That what walking after the flesh is a, is a wisdom walk too. Yes, sir. But there's walking after the spirit. That this walk is just... How is the work happening, right? If this works, will happen now. Once we meeting is done right now, this afternoon. Walk, every, each of us will start walking. We just start, some of us will just walk and walk. By Thursday, we are walking in one direction. We are just going. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yes, sir. But... Now, I want, I want, I'm trying to unveil to you the engine of life in the person that was in the person of Jesus. What was, why would he be do, constantly doing things that, that he said, tested, tempted in all point, yet without sin. Like sin, at every junction, sin is waiting with a signboard this way, right. Make a right turn, that's sin for you. But at every junction, he sees that signboard, but he's able to see the volume of the book, what is written concerning him. And the Bible says, the Son of Man who went at his written concerning him. You, you always be hit with junction. Part of the, the training of the Spirit is about your skill of heeding to wisdom. Heeding wisdom. So wisdom is profitable to direct. Wisdom is, is profitable to what? When you begin to, to knock at the door of wisdom of the, of the nature of God, the wisdom, it's the way it wants to profit you is by cementing you with spiritual direction. And then that, that thing will, when you practice and practice and practice, 
you become so solidified. You see, the same way you master walking in the flesh, you can master walking in the spirit. When you start out, walking in the spirit will sound strange to you. Ah, you know what it means to, be, to feel strange? That instead of doing this, doing this one, ah, we feel somehow like this is not me. Oftentimes, when you're introducing you into the pathway of the spirit, it won't feel like you. When you are walking in the spirit, you feel like another person. You actually, you feel like you're pretending. That's actually how it feels like. Yes, sir. You actually feel like you're, like this is not me, I'm just pretending. And you know how, you know something too? All your friends would say. <laughs> What's happening? Have you seen the way she's, uh, why is she not, why is she talking like that all of a sudden? Why is uh, the girl then? I mean, what's happening? You feel out of place. You feel out of yourself. Why? Because you are doing another mind. But I think both souls pull back at that point. Why? Because of the world, the cause of this world. Right, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that walketh in the children of disobedience. When the soul has become a child of disobedience, you are used to ways of disobedience. And then ways of obedience will become a bit foreign to you. Don't, the Holy Ghost will talk to you. Don't, in the volume of the book, this way of talking is not in that volume. There's another way of talking that compat- is compatible with the spirit. But you say, ah, but that's not, that way doesn't sound like me. Everybody knows me that I am, that, that I speak my mind. Everybody knows me that I just say it as, as it is. That's how I am. But they now say, but in the volume of the book, they don't, we don't say it. You, in the volume of the book, what's written concerning you, you don't talk like that. You don't say it as it is. That's not how it is. But to do that, you feel not like yourself. Do you understand that? God wants, what God wants to bring about is a collective spirit of craziness where all of us collectively will begin to lose our mind. And then, and then because we all, we all baptized into the same season, when you see your sister behaving strangely, you know what's happening to her. You don't know. Because you are doing your own too. I'm seeing the spirit of wisdom Amen. descending massively. Amen. I'm just people just behaving strangely, differently. Just when you, you hang out with your brother for two hours, you feel like you just met another a new person.
and they are not ashamed to be new. Like a, just like a child. And, and we will stay there and stay there until you become cemented. Like Jesus was. This will be your testimony. Amen. The, it will, what's the testimony? It will be wearing in time past. Amen. He walked. Amen. This cause of the world will no longer be a present tense for you. Amen. It will be in time past. Amen. In time past. Amen. Why? Because you begin to into another radio station of, of wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom, wisdom. Wisdom is profitable to direct. The wisdom in Jesus is to direct you. discover that when you begin to now when you, you, you pass through that initial door you know there's a way wisdom introduces herself right let me just let me read to you Proverbs 8 just now as I'm reading this just imagine see it as an entity a spirit talking to you just see it as your new friend who you are, who you are going to now start walking with. Amen. Just see it as your new word. Yeah, because this is a person. Just think about this as the animation of the spirit in Jesus crying out and now beginning to, to speak to you introducing wisdom itself to you. Glory to God. Chapter 8. Proverbs 8 says, Do not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice. She standed in the top of the high places by the way in the places of the paths. Are you seeing where she cries from? Top of high places, then by the way, in the places of the paths. Why? Because she's a spirit of direction. She is tied to paths. She stands in paths. That high places has to do with Places of where you have, it's also speak of beacon of direction. 
High places also signify places of worship. So this is direction of worship. So there are paths to worshiping. And then she's standed in those places. She's standed by the way, in the places of the paths. In the, so can, do you know where this place is? I want you to think, just check your heart. You know where, this, you know where is the places of the paths in your heart? Those are decision places, decision points. It's also places where that other wisdom talks to you, the one you're used to. They are not, this one is telling that she now is making herself known that I am actually present in, the, in those places and I also cry in that place. That if you begin to pay attention, you will hear my voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the places of the past, she cried at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the word doors. So the path, then at the gates. There are also gates. The realm of the spirit is vast. Through it, in a day, you can you, you will walk in some paths, some ways, you will cross some gates. You, that's why <laughs> what you do with your heart is, is not all trivial. You can, while living, while doing things, you can, you can enter gates. You can, you can stay, for example, on a path of offense. Day one, you didn't leave it. You still kept walking on the path. Day two, you didn't leave it. You didn't drop the offense. You just, you kept, you see, I will stay with this offense. You do, you came to fellowship, you went home. It didn't go. You, took, you kept staying on the path. You leave it, you don't know how close you are getting. By three, day three, you would have passed a gate. Once, every path leads you to cross a gate. Once you enter a gate, you have gotten to a place where it's more difficult to deliver you from. Because you have, that way you are following in your heart, which you refuse to drop. I just granted you an entrance. How you know you've crossed a gate is that you enter a city. Is that that thing you are struggling with, Holy Ghost is saying, leave it. You, you are fighting, no, I will, uh, this offense, I will stay with it. After some time, once you, how you know you pass gate, you become free with it. You have, because you have, you've been granted some kind of entrance. It might not be offense, it might be someone, just giving you an example, you understand what I mean? But, but even at the gate, at the entry of the city, to save you, wisdom will still be crying. Means wisdom will not leave you. Right from the path in the way, by the way, places of the path, till you are getting to gates, it will still be talking to you. Unto you, oh men, I call, my voice is to the sons of man. Oh ye simple, understand wisdom. And ye fools, be your one, who are these simple? Fools, guys who shut their ear. You hear a message, you close the message and shut your ear to wisdom. And then you keep your, and you're going in your way. What will happen? She's telling you, glory to God. I'm so sorry. Amen. Says for, oh, that's what it means to be simple. Right? He's calling, oh, you simple. Understand wisdom. You have understood scripture. Now understand wisdom. You fools, be of an understanding heart. You know, this, was, this sounds like Jesus talking to those guys on the way of Emmaus, right? Yes. They, were, they were talking about, you know, this thing, that one, that one. They, were, they couldn't interpret the path of Jesus. Yes. 
They didn't have enough wisdom to interpret the things that have occurred. Say, so, oh foolish, oh fool, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. So it's not that they didn't know what the prophets said, they couldn't believe them. They, they couldn't bring their hearts to alignment with them. Glory to Jesus. Oh, you fools, be of an understanding heart. Here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be what? Right things. I will speak of excellent things. Excellent things. The opening of my... Say, excellent things. Excellent. You need to begin to hear excellent things. Don't manage bad things anymore. If you do it this way, nobody will fight you. It's acceptable. This is what everybody expects of you anyway. But wisdom will come and say, it's not excellent. This is, if you want to do it excellently, this is how you do it. Wisdom will talk to you in the secret of your heart. Glory to God. Excellent. And the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understands it. Are you seeing that plainness or what I call simplicity? And write to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are not to be what compared to it. I wisdom dwell with prudence. And I find out knowledge of witty inventions. Glory to God. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way. And the forward mouth I do hate. The forward mouth. The forward mouth. Forward what? Why am I saying mouth, mouth, mouth? There's something about mouth. How to know a fool, first of all, is how they talk. Because out of the abundance of the heart, counsel is mine. Wisdom will say, don't say that. That, that is your, your oh, I'm, I'm just talking about things that are happening among the brethren. No, no, wisdom will say, don't say that. Don't say that. No, no, we're just, just to talk about, you know, what we are, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just telling you, this, I'm not lying, it's all happened, just to know, you know, things that, just that. Wisdom we say, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. It's not excellent. It's not, it doesn't edify. It doesn't build up. To what end? For what purpose? No, I'm just saying what he did to me, what she did to me. You know the Bible says, if a man is not in word, 
So a guy that doesn't end the word is actually holy. <laughs> because every, the things you, you speak how you do. You, the way you talk is how you actually live. You know, because it's the same mind filter. What will stop you? What doesn't stop you from saying it? Can't stop you from doing it. So if I can say something, you're my brother, I can say something to this one that puts you down. In my relating with you, I will put you down. Do you understand what I mean? It is, the heart, the mouth just reflects what is, what is in the word. What is, reflects what is in the heart. Amen. Say, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. By me, prince rule and no, and no nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me here, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold here, than fine gold, my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. Now, this 22 is key. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before the works of old. What wisdom is actually saying here is that when he was saying, let there be light, I was there. When he was, all those things, you saw Genesis, the beginning, he said that, not just I was there, he possessed me Right, I was actually, it was f- through me, it was his thinking cap, the cap of God. You get what I'm saying? I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning. Amen, or ever the earth was. Then there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the fountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the word depth. When he established the cloud above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass, with his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. Who is he talking about? God. As one brought what? Up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights, my delights were with the sons of men. 
Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors, for whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain what? Favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. All they that hate me love death. Wisdom. This is wisdom. So, when we're talking about appearance, when the Lord is beginning to appear, who will you see first? This spirit that's speaking here. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You're in your life. You have to, the reason for teaching, building precept, knowledge, is to create the framework for her to begin to talk to you, for you to begin to hear wisdom speak to you. What she's saying is that don't, don't ignore. Don't ignore the voice of wisdom. Amen. The Lord, the Lord is good. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. One thing the, the, you begin to hear, as you begin to give your heart to wisdom, her voice becomes more defined, becomes clearer. If you feel like you're always doing things, but you're not, you're not sure from where, Start small, small, check. There's a small way she's nudging your heart. Heed in that way. The more you obey wisdom, the more her voice begins to get what? Louder and louder and louder for you. Amen. The Lord will help, help us and, and um, help our hearts um, in these things. Thank you. Father, we give you praise. We bless your name. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. You're you opening, opening our heart. Opening our heart to wise conversation. Wise to, to begin to have dialogues with wisdom. With the, uh, with the spirit of wisdom, the nature spirit of wisdom, even from the person of the Lord, from the person of Jesus. Father, I pray, let, let us hear, let us hear her sound, let us hear the counsel, counsel, and drive away foolishness from, it's a foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. As we are going from childhood, bring the, that rod of correction, correction that will drive it away that will remove foolishness far from us I pray that begin to heal every heart Lord from every every deception of the enemy Lord that everything that beguile I want to beguile us as the serpent beguiled Eve from the and then that want to corrupt us from the simplicity that is in Christ I pray that you will help our heart that through wisdom every heart will gain simplicity. Amen. 
simplicity of walking in the spirit to he to walk after the spirit Lord so we will inherit he who has me will inherit substance that grace to inherit substances even as we are walking in the spirit Lord you will grant to us thank you our father you will bring us into a season of being enriched of prosperity even seasons of increase season of growth thank you our father we give you all the glory we bless your holy name in Jesus name we pray Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. Amen. Amen. God bless you.